Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez, at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Do you need a hand with video and YouTube content editing and production? Send some love to our newest sponsor, Vanzot Media, a freelance video editor and YouTube content creator that produces a wide variety of content such as audiobooks, audio dramas, podcasts, gaming videos, and interviews. Vanzot is passionate about entertainment and dedicated to helping others grow their name and brand. Check them out at facebook.com slash vanzotmedia. That's V-A-N-Z-O-T media. Facebook.com slash vanzotmedia. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Good uh, weekend. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say Saturday, but um, this you, gets released on Sunday. So uh, you, you had me on the edge. I wasn't sure where you were yeah, going Yeah, I that. wasn't either, but <laughs> good weekend. Yeah, hello, Bell Breakers. This is your weekend wrap-up once again. Yes. We are back with another fun-filled week of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just go with that. We'll go with that because um, we seem to be in no short supply of shit going yes. on anymore. Yeah, they're dishing out pretty pretty thick. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention the fact that it's like zero degrees outside. That's yeah. hence why we both showed up in the same, almost the same right, beginning yeah, today. Yeah. It just happens to... I, I left my house once today and I was like, I'm not taking anything off because I was you know. still warming up from leaving my house today. Well, they've already canceled church for tomorrow. Wow. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to hit negative 30 with the wind chill tonight. Yeah, it's insane. If you live in the Midwest or anywhere where this weather is, I don't feel bad for you because I'm going through the same shit exactly. as you. If you live in Florida and you're like complaining about 60 degree temps, yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> Actually, I saw that this week is the first week that every state in the United States is going to go below zero. Uh, what? What? Yes. Every state? Every state. Talk about global warming. Right. I know that's an ignorant response. Well, <laughs> well obviously, the, it's not warming because it's cold out, but talk about global warming. It's going to be cold as shit. Right. So I'd like to see um, how, like, 
South Carolinians or like Californians like yeah. handle zero degree weather. Yeah, my in laws they're uh, they're uh, snowboarding it down in Texas right now, so they're, they're going to be in the just the same cold apparently. <laughs> but they don't got like that. How H- pissed would you be? Oh, you would, go all yeah. the way down there to get away from it, and right. it comes back. Especially and hit if you. you you went on vacation for like a week or something yeah. like that, and it happens to be the week <laughs> this yeah. cold there too. Yeah. It's like son of a bitch. <laughs> But, yep, that is, um, I mean, it just goes true with everything else going on these days. It it's does. It's like, we might as well reflect in the weather. Absolutely. Um, just, make, just make it miserable for everyone. So, we are here, we are back, it's another weekend, and um, we're going to wrap it up for you. And hopefully, uh, hopefully next week is better than this week. That's, I mean, that's what we say about every year. Right. Now it's, we got to say it about every week. That's true, that's like, true. That's you true. know, this week sucked. Hopefully next week's better, and then next week's gonna suck harder. Yeah, right, and right. Uh, but we'll uh, see. All we hope, you know, is that we can we can make the uh, transition of news to you as as enjoyable as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we we just uh, wrap it all up in like a humorous bow. Yeah, like, right. I mean, yeah. that's all you can do is just yeah. laugh at everything that's yeah. going on. If like, you're gonna get a plate of dog shit, at least you know make it presentable. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's like we we laugh because it keeps us from crying. <laughs> so that that's why we do this show just to just to kind of see the humor in everything that's exactly. going on. And it's, it, there's plenty of humor in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many times you'll post a story or I'll post a story and we're like, is this real? Mm-hmm. Like, is, is this an SNL skit or is this satire? Like, Yeah, I said what, that on a post. It, yeah. I don't even remember what the article was earlier this week. No, it was um, at the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, is it David Hogue uh, wanting to start his own pillow company? Yes, to, yep. to rival my pillow. Yes, and yep, that yeah. Was you're it. like, is is this satire? It's like, I can't <laughs> tell the difference anymore between satire. That's articles how ridiculous we've got. Or real articles. Yeah, and the Babylon Bee seems more realistic now <laughs> yeah, than right. and um, the real news. I could read a headline from the Babylon Bee and be like, yeah, that sounds about right, yeah, and then yeah. read a headline like David Hogg forming a pillow company, and be like, <laughs> there's there's no way. Yeah. We it, we don't want to lay our head on. Your conservative pillows. <laughs> yes. No. Screw your conservative uh, MAGA pillows. I I want my um, more e- echo friendly pillows. Yeah. Right. Right. So I I I didn't even read the article. I just couldn't stomach it. Yeah. Anytime I see his face, I can't stomach yeah, it. So. I know. But that that is a nice. But you know, I get it. If you put him face to face with the uh, the MAGA hat kid, mm. who uh, was in front of the the Indian guy that they tried to spin, like they look. Almost identical. Maybe they are the same person. They might be. Maybe he's maybe just character he's like actor. Split personality. Yeah, right. Character actor David Hogg. <laughs> Speaking of though, that's a good um, that's a good place to start because my first article um, reminded me a lot of David Hogg. Okay. okay. And I'm not going to go into why because I know we'll get kicked off YouTube. But right. if you don't know who David Hogg is, go look him up. And then I'm going to read the story because. Ocasio Cortez, Alejandro, Alejandria. Sorry, no, sorry. But that was a nice roll. I, like I, 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 I can't do it again for the right name though. <laughs> AOC, um, she came out this week just like over, like recapping her experience during the the violent Capitol riots and how she feared for her it's, life. It's and, a harrowing tale. Yes, and she came out what a couple weeks ago and was like. Telling Ted Cruz that um oh, yeah. that he like he was a threat to her life because right. um he challenged the election yeah, results and right. all that stuff. And so she's come out this week and um 
compared her experiences by giving reference to some former like sexual assault case of hers, which right. I'm not saying she didn't wasn't right. sexually assaulted right. by any stretch. And yeah. if that's the case, then fine. Yeah, I, I feel bad for her for that. But the fact that she's bringing this in is obviously to overdramatize right. what little she experienced. Yeah, and boy, does she overdramatize. Yes, and without mentioning any names, it's almost like somebody who was at home during a shooting and jumped on a bicycle and rode to the scene to say right. that he was a survivor. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Um, but that's all I'm going to say about that, because, again, I don't want to get kicked off or get sued like Alex Jones did. So um, Ocasio-Cortez says she is a sexual assault survivor, according to the New York Times. And we'll see how much the New York Times actually lets me read this article before it says I have to subscribe. Otherwise, I'll jump over to another article. Um, she says, I haven't told many people that in my life. The Democrat, Democratic Congresswoman said of the revelation, which came during a harrowing recounting of her experience amid the Capitol riot. I knew they were going to use that word. You did. You called it. I thought maybe you read the article or something. No, no. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on Monday said she was a sexual assault survivor, a disclosure she made during a strikingly personal and harrowing recounting, there it is again, of her experiences during the pro-Trump. Should we get some shots and every time they use the word harrowing? Yeah, it's kind of like unprecedented last year. (laughs) Last year was unprecedented. This This year is harrowing. Um, her harrowing recounting of her experience during the pro-Trump riot at the U.S. Capitol last month. I'm a survivor of sexual assault, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez, a New York Democrat, said during an Instagram live appearance, her voice wavering with emotions. And I haven't told many many people in my life. Well, now you just told like hundreds of thousands of people at once. (laughs) But when we go through trauma, trauma compounds on each other. Speaking to an audience, that numbered more than 150,000, which I'm surprised she doesn't have more Instagram followers than I, that. I really am. For much of the video's duration, Miss Ocasio-Cortez walked viewers through the days leading up to the riots as well as the day of it, offering an extraordinarily candid and vivid description of one of the most turbulent moments in recent American history. Uh, uh, you know, most turbulent when the whole freaking yeah. <laughs> country was burning for six months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is it. This is it. I get that things happen here, and it was violent, and things were smashed, and people got killed by police officers. A police officer was killed because I think it was smashed or something, wasn't he? Right. But most turbulent moments in recent American history, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the riots back in St. Louis, what, like four or five years ago that went on for months. Yeah, in Ferguson. In Ferguson, yeah. And then the riots this year because of... Mm -hmm. George Floyd right. in Minneapolis and across and, the entire and how country. Many, how many people were killed across the country with right. all those protests? I mean, those peaceful protests. At least oh, 30, at least. But this is the one of the most turbulent moments in, recent, in recent American history. In gripping, <laughs> gripping detail, she described how she had been forced to hide from the violent mob and navigate a capital under siege and how she feared for her life. They're going to do a movie about her. They, they, they will. <laughs> they were. It's going to be it's going to be like Die Hard, straight to Netflix <laughs> movie obviously. Miss Ocasio, yeah, I'm waiting for Netflix to pick up that contract yeah. cuz they picked up the Obama's contract, no. which I still haven't seen anything come yeah. out of that. No. So, I'm not sure why that what they do they probably just it was like we talked about uh last week where they gave uh Cuomo like no, 10 yeah, times right. the amount for uh um 
What's that? A, a suck ass book. Yeah. Well, seventy five thousand. Like 750, the advance on it. Seven hundred thirty eight thousand dollars advance yeah, on a that, book that made seventy five thousand right, dollars. Right. Yeah. At most. Yeah. So they probably gave the Obamas this advance to make oh, yeah. advance, quote unquote. And look, look how much has come of that. Maybe, maybe it has come, and I just completely missed it because <laughs> it was might that be. big. Of a maybe flop. we should do a, a search for <laughs> we, Obama on that. We should. Miss Ocasio-Cortez, a frequent target of former President Donald J. Trump's scorn during his time in office, recounted hearing a man's voice yelling, Where is she? while she hid in a bathroom. Then came an unsettling, an unsettling encounter with the apparent source of the demand. It was an insurgent. It was the guy in the, the, the was horns, right? It, yeah, it had to be someone violent and scary. Yeah, someone with a, a gun or an axe. A Capitol Police officer. Oh, okay. Well, he may have had a chainsaw. Who she said looked at her with a tremendous amount of anger and hostility, <laughs> but she recognized he was a capital capital right. police officer. Yeah, right. the The capital is going through one of the uh, most uh, what did we say turbulent moments in American history, and she's upset that the police officer looked at her with anger right. and hostility. Yeah. Right. You, I mean, he was a little understressed. A little, I'm sure. Slightly. <laughs> right. So I'm sure that she misread that. You know, I, I'm sure if he smiled and be like, right. Hi, Senator. Yeah. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> he was sent there, obviously, to protect them. Right. Otherwise, he wouldn't be saying, where is she? I mean, yeah. I get that she was scared. I understand yeah. that she right. was scared. Right. But yeah. the fact that she's coming out ne- after the fact and be- and also saying how she was, like, tormented and traumatized from his look of right. tremendous I'm anger. sure she looked at him with a little bit of hostility <laughs> as well. Probably. <laughs> So it says she re- she also recalled taking shelter in the office of Representative Katie Porter, Democrat of California, who was having a cup of coffee when a panicked Miss Ocasio Cortez came in. What? How could she be so calm? Yeah, uh, yeah. When everything was going as going crazy as it yeah. was, and she's That's like crazy. losing her no one mind. Be that calm. Having already thought twice that day, as she recalled, that I was going to die. It must be Ted Cruz was there. Oh, obviously, Ted yeah. Cruz was like, he, he was there she is. For. Ted Cruz was probably the one wandering through the hall saying, where is she with they his battle was. axe? <laughs> At one point, she appeared to wipe away tears. I felt this was the journey that my life was taking, that I felt that things were going to be okay, and that, you know, I had fulfilled my purpose, she said, her voice breaking with emotion. Those who have argued that it is time to move on from events of that day she said, we're using the same tactics of every other abuser who just tells you to move on. So that's where the sexual assault thing comes on. Gotcha. Because people, she knows that by giving this re, like encounter, right. that people are going to be like, dude, nothing happened. Right. Move on. Yeah, right. And so she's getting in front of that and saying, yeah. I was sexually abused, and people have told me that too. Right. Which, again, I understand that yeah, side of it. Right, absolutely. But the comparison... I was going to say, to compare the two on. is nowhere it's cl- near... It's clearly just like to rouse more oh, yeah. emotion for right. it. Yeah, get more support. They were the tactics, as she suggested, of that man who touched you inappropriately at work, telling you to move on. Are they going to believe you, she said, or the adult who you know, if they hurt you when you were a child and you grow up and you confront them about it, and they try to tell you what happened never happened... This, well, she's acting like the people that are telling her this are the people that seized the Capitol. Right, yeah, right. It's not the same people. It's her co-workers. Like she, well, she's making, again, making that comparison between like the mm. cruises of the world and right. the other Republicans yeah. or anybody, anybody really yeah. that pushes back against her narrative that those are yeah. her assaulters. Right, but but nobody is 
moving past the incident. Mm-hmm. It, on the contrary, they're trying to blow it up and and compare it to 9/11. They're mm-hmm. trying to make it as a, this day, like we talked about, where they're going to make a movie where she's you know hiding out in a bathroom crying for her life, and you know, and and that's just not the reality of the case, right? You know, right? She said, goes on. She says this, referring to holding responsible for what happened on January 6th accountable, is about basic humanity. Of course it is. And then she goes on to address other people that um, have experienced trauma and stuff and, and telling them to to speak out and blah, blah, blah. Again, it's just, I don't know, it's her her over-dramatization of it. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I mean, agree. I don't doubt that somebody would be a little, like, on edge in that moment. Absolutely. But when the people that experience the least are the ones coming out and right. being, like, the spokesperson or the front person of the amount of trauma right. that they experienced, it's yeah. just like, you weren't even in the room where people, like, yeah. actually had, <laughs> should have been, like, scared at the moment because right. they didn't know, when people are pounding on the doors of the chambers and, like, barging through, they don't know what's going to come through. Right. She was in a completely different building. Yeah. I get if she was a little on edge over the whole day. Yeah, that's understandable. But to come out now as the face of a trauma right. victim... Yeah. I don't know. When you had... When you had, you know, hundreds of of people in the exact same situation, and none of them are comparing it to this uh, that kind of trauma. Yeah, they're not coming out on Instagram to 150,000 followers saying how scared they were for their life or right. accusing Ted Cruz of threatening to kill her or right. whatever. None of that. It's, I don't know. She's one of those people that just has to have their face on everything, yeah. no matter what it is. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, this is. This happened, and I was somewhere nearby. I, I need my face on this. Right, yeah. And she's been that way for since she was elected oh, yeah. in 18. Right. And, like, I see uh, people, like, certain news sources coming out and saying, well, this one even said she's been the, like, the oh, target, target of Trump's, of Trump's scorn. scorn for it. It's just like, well, Trump was the target of scorn since day one right. of his. It's yeah. like— And to be honest, I, I mean, it was more Pelosi than her. I mean, she was just kind of— around and if she didn't get in his face he probably wouldn't have said that's anything. what yeah that's what i was going to say the reason why she was getting targeted is because again she has to be the face on something she has mm-hmm. to be making the most noise she uh, she's putting her face on these bills like the ridiculous green new deal right, and stuff right. like that and like pushing back against trump's stuff so of course he's going to come back at you and right. say how ridiculous that is so so <sighs> there's all that and then um there is let's see what else Oh, we got the the. Um, yeah, there was some other like um, Congress people that they were trying to like. Yeah. Call so out. We got the um, we got the Republican contingent of AOC. Yeah, which that I saw people trying to make comparisons. They're calling even calling her MTG on some. Are you um, serious? On some news sources, because everybody has to have like right. that acronym. They can't just have yeah. their name. We can't just call them. We can't even call her just Marjorie Green. It's got to be Marjorie Taylor Green. Right. Yeah. You know it's. Everybody who assassinates somebody has three names. Yeah, of course. So did you want to read this one? Sure. This is one from the other side of the aisle. This is from MSNBC. Um, just to give you the, the full extent of the... Of the ridiculousness <laughs> exactly. going on right now. Um, it says, It was a vote that could have easily been avoided. If House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy had responded to Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene's record of radicalism and extremism by denying her committee assignments... Just as he'd done two years ago in response to Republic, uh, Representative Steve King's 
Iowa, from Iowa record, House Democrats wouldn't have felt the need to act. But the old GOP leader preferred to do nothing, leaving House Democratic leaders little choice. The House voted Thursday to remove Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from the Budget Committee and the Education and Labor Committee after her social media post revealed her spreading dangerous and racist, racial, racist conspiracy theories. The House voted 230 to 199, with 11 Republicans joining every Democrat who voted. As a practical matter, this renders Green's presence on Capitol Hill largely meaningless. She'll still be able to vote on legislation on the floor, and she'll presumably still be involved with constituent services, but the Congresswoman's day-to-day responsibilities as a federal legislator no longer exist. How Green intends to deal with such conditions remains to be seen, though she's scheduled to press conference for this later. Her many detractors are no doubt hoping she'll renounce her resignation. Looking over the roll call, it's notable that most of the House Republicans who voted to punish Green came from either South Florida because of the right-wing Georgian's unhinged commentary about the 2018 oh, school shooting in Parkland. There it is. How, it's all tying back. How did we, how did we do this? <laughs> I don't know. It's, like we started it's with it? It really is. We moved to AOC. We moved to, the, what? what's her name? Green? WT. Yes. What oh. MTG? There MTG. You go. Yes, you gotta call yes. her MTG. I almost said WTC, World Trade Center. <laughs> but oh. and then all of a sudden, somehow it circles back to Parkland. Yeah, yeah. Shooting Parkland or New York because of Green's bonkers conspiracy theory about the 9/11 attacks. But the anti-Green contingent within the GOP was never, nevertheless small. A day after much of the conference gave her a standing ovation during a closed-door meeting, 94% of the House Republicans voted to shield Green from even the most obvious. Uh, consequences, despite revelations that she, among other things, expressed support for violence and murder targeting U.S. elected officials. And that's ultimately what I think was the most important part of yesterday's proceedings, that we're learning about Green's indefensible record matters. But so, too, is what we're learning about Green's party. The Associated Press reported overnight the Republican leaders, particularly in the House, are unable or unwilling to purge far-right so, radicals from their party. So, not only are they singling out the ones they call radicals, but right. then they're blanket throwing yeah. a net over her entire party. Right. They're Anybody like, who doesn't not only does this say something her. about her, yeah. what does this say about her party? Yeah. You mean the entire Republican Party, like fifty or forty nine percent of the entire United States? And, and, and this is what their their narrative is going to be. Try to paint every Republican mm-hmm. as this. The attack on the U.S. Capitol, which occurred a month ago tomorrow, could have been and should have been a wake-up call to the Republican Party. As the Trump era came to an end, Republicans confronted, in a rather literal sense, the consequences of tolerating, endorsing, promoting, and validating their base's most dangerous instincts. As a deadly insurrectionist riot reached their doorstep, it stood to reason the GOP officials would see the value in rejecting extremist radicals like Green and moving their party closer to reality. But as we were reminded yesterday afternoon on Capitol Hill, 94% of House Republicans prefer to let them opportunities pass them by. So what do you think? You think she should have been ousted for her crazy conspiracy no, theories? I don't think so at all. I don't know that I think it's smart for a congresswoman and congressman no. to be embracing those. Embracing it on in a public manner on right. social media. It's like obviously the scrutiny that's going around right now. Yeah. What, whether you believe it or not, that's not really a public forum. Yeah. As a public individual like that, it might not be the place for it. Yeah, no, I agree. And she, she's the one that they're trying to say is tied to QAnon, uh, that she's the one that is trying to get uh, Biden impeached. 
Um, you know, so they're saying that she's very. So that's probably what they're why they're really focusing exactly. on her now is because she's pushing against Biden immediately, right? Because yeah. she was the one that said it before day one that on oh, day yeah. one she's going to drop impeachment yep. letters on Biden. Yep, that's exactly. They're so, trying to ruin her credibility. Yeah, yeah, so they're trying to block her right. from before she even makes that move. Mm-hmm. Just stop it in its tracks before it happens. Yeah. So that makes the most sense of it because why now? Why all of a sudden now? Because right. I'm sure this didn't just come up since no. January 6th or since uh, Biden's election or anything. Yeah, she's she's probably been in the last like couple this. years. So yeah, just now are they, you know, starting to go after her. It's probably old posts and stuff too that they're digging oh, up sure. on yeah. her. Yeah. Look what she said back in 2002, you know, yeah, that kind right, of stuff. Right. So you you had told me that uh Republicans are kind of firing back uh, yeah. by um trying to oust it's almost <laughs> like a uh one for one swap they're it trying is. to oust uh yeah. Ilan Omar. Yeah. So who, this is the we've claimed has been overly radical oh, in yeah. her views. For and, and she's even now. been tied to um like uh you know the the vote harvesting and yeah, also to we've um, seen claims that we've mentioned claims yeah, of that. And also to uh, uh corruption by her husband, like taking money and stuff. Yeah. Yep. So So um but so yeah, so they you know, and she's been doing that for years, but now they're coming after her. So this is uh Oh, this is from Fox News, the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get a healthy dose of both sides. We of try. We really today. do. Uh, Representative Omar fundraising off GOP effort to strip her from committee assignments. Representative Ilan Omar's congressional campaign is raising money to fight back against GOP effort to strip her of congressional committees for you, her past inflammatory statements. You mean exactly what they just did to, yes. to her? I guess yes. they go on to say that, so... Yes. She's pushing back to keep them from doing what they did to somebody else. Exactly. Hey, it goes both ways. It really does. If you want to yep. vote somebody out of committees for radical statements, you probably should backpedal on your own radical statements. Yeah. And it it goes on. Uh, she calls out. She goes, let's be clear. Or this is her spokesperson. The resolution to remove Elon is rooted in racism, xenophobia, and anti-Muslim bigotry. That's it. That's why it is. Yeah, that's all it is. That's it's, all. It's just because she. Yeah. Like if you push back against oh, anyone yeah. of color, obviously racism. Oh, yeah. It's got to be, be racism. Yes, absolutely. But there's no other reason to do it. Mm. Um, let's see here. Um, the, the Taylor. Oh, this is what the fundraising email states. So Taylor Green is raising hundreds of thousands of dollars off of it. So we've set a goal to raise $150,000 in the next 48 hours to fight back. The renewed focus on Omar comes as Democrats and some Republicans are seeking to penalize Green this week for past social media activity, where she liked post calling for violence against. <laughs> she liked post calling <laughs> violence against prominent. Be Democrats. careful what you like. No, it's doubt. not, and it's not even all about what you post anymore. Yeah, it's, right. They will find. The, the thumbs up you give on posts, and then they will um, assassinate, character yeah. assassinate you for those thumbs. Yeah. Um, also asserting that deadly mass school shootings were staged and for backing former President Trump's unproven claims that the election was stolen. Prior to re-election in 2020 to a red northwest Georgia district, Green was under already under scrutiny for her past support of QAnon conspiracies for suggesting that Muslims don't belong in government and for trying to get Omar and Representative Rashida Tlaib, both Muslims, to retake their congressional oaths on a Bible. Well, she sounds scummy on, on She herself. does, yeah. I don't like her already. No, I don't either. Green said she's moved on from QAnon during an interview with Fox News in August, saying, I decided that I would choose another path. Why? And exactly. when, when did she mention that? Oh, in August. I was. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was like, 
after January 20th, she decided to move on when nothing came to fruition. Yeah. Um, so this goes on to talk about some of the things that we talked about earlier. Uh, it says, um, let's see, that uh, she's out of control. This is a green. Um, Jeffrey's mentioned that even Senate uh, McConnell says that uh, green is a cancer. Uh, why would McCarthy continue to associate himself with Republican conference with someone who leader Mitch McConnell would call a cancer? Meanwhile, some Republicans are coming to Green's defense and have set their sights on Omar. A GOP pact amendment calls for Omar, a member of the squad of progressive Democrats, to be removed. Sorry, shift it. Okay. Removed from her seat on Foreign Affairs Committee in light of conduct she has exhibited. Republicans argue that Omar has made anti-Semitic comments that are grounds for dismissal. GAOP reps Brian Babin of Texas, Jeff Duncan of South Carolina, and Jody Heiss of Georgia, Andy Biggs of Arizona, and Ronnie Jackson of Texas sponsored the proposed amendment. Uh, in February 2019, Omar triggered an uproar after she wrote, It's all about the Benjamins, baby, in response to a tweet referencing McCarthy's pledge to take action against her over her criticism of Israel. Later, Omar suggested that American Israel Public Affairs Committee, or APAC, was paying politicians to take a favorable stance towards Israel. Which probably is it's true. It's probably true, yes. I mean, everybody gets paid to take favorable responses. Omar's remarks drew bipartisan criticism in Congress. She later apologized and thanked colleagues for educating her on her painful history of anti-Semitic tropes. Her comments prompted the House to pass a bipartisan resolution in March that condemned anti-Semitism and many other forms of hatred and bigotry, big, <laughs> bigotry, but didn't single out Omar by name. Not to talk about anybody in particular. <laughs> uh, uh, we can't have anti-Semitic <laughs> statements in the House. Po not pointing this finger that's pointing. Don't, don't mind this finger pointing over there. Yeah. We're so, not going to mention her by name, but her right there. Yeah. So, yeah, b that's basically it. So they both are, are scummy people. And uh, they've tolerated them now, but since someone's making a stink about one, they've decided to make stink about the other. Yeah, the the last this next paragraph says, is her saying, Omar saying, let's be clear, this is a desperate smear rooted in racism, misogyny, and Islamophobia. Marjorie Taylor Greene has incited violence against her fellow members of Congress, repeatedly s singling out prominent women of color. She actively encouraged the insurrection on, cap on the Capitol that threatened my life and the life of every other member of Congress and resulted in multiple deaths. So she's like AOC. She is. She, well, she's a member of AOC's squad. So she's going to be saying the same. That You know they're all in the same playbook. Oh, absolutely. She ran a campaign ad holding an assault rifle next to my face. What does that mean? Is that real? I don't know. I want to see this because, again, that's making MTG seem extra scummy. Right. She came to the Capitol demanding that me and... Rep a representative Taleb swear on the Christian Bible instead of the Quran, which, which is again, dumb. That, that that's dumb. Yeah, like I don't even understand really the swearing on a Bible anymore at this point in this country. As much as we want to think that this is a Christian nation, it, right. it's not. No, it's really not. And the fact that she would insist on this. Well, and and what what good is it swearing on something you don't believe in? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that you'd think that would be right. You. I mean. That'd be like crossing your fingers when yeah, you're exactly. when you're making or swearing. It's just like, wouldn't you rather her swear on something that she wholeheartedly right. believes yeah, in? Yeah, exactly. And like it's, her, she probably believes 
takes more seriously swearing on the Quran than Absolutely, most right. most senators take no, on you, swearing you on the Bible. No, you better swear on the Bible because then we know it's real. But how many <laughs> like Trump swearing on the Bible is less credible than her swearing on the right? Quran. So yeah. it's like, come on, give me a break. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's all this shit, just shit slinging back and forth in Congress right now. Yeah. And again, it's probably just to get ahead of the curve to um, undermine both sides. And unity is obviously in the picture right here. You know how um, Biden called for unity. Right. This is clearly what's going on in Congress with um, all the shit slinging because. Everybody seems to want to join sides and, and yeah. you know, be on the same page when the first things they do is just immediately start this um, battle of words or battle of uh, stripping people of their titles and stuff. It's just like, can we can you just do your job? Right. Can you right. just do what yeah. you're paid to do? Right. And if you're not going to just yeah. just if, go and step down yeah, now because exactly. we'll get somebody in there that will. Yeah. If you can't play well with others. Right. How, how do you have that? How did you get this job? Hmm. So. Yeah, we're talking about unity in Congress and all how nothing is really happening. Well, it doesn't seem like Biden really cares if no. there's unity in Congress. No, it's just window dressing. Yeah, because he has pretty much made it clear that he's going to go to work regardless. Yeah. Whether or not um whether or not they are going to play together or not, uh, he he's going to make things happen. Um CNN came out with an article saying how great it was, saying that um, on executive actions, Biden is blowing his predecessors out of the water. Ooh. Yeah, and there's a chart here I'll share. It shows the amount of executive orders at this point of time in presidency between Bush, uh, Obama, Trump, and Biden. Biden's got a whopping 36. Obama and Trump equally had 17. So between okay. the two of them at this time, they hadn't— yeah, right. Hit the numbers that Biden has. So, and then Bush at this point in time had two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it says, um, let's see. But, you know, I would consider Bush and Clinton pretty close to the same guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, so, they're all cut from the same well, cloth. Well, they are. Right. Yeah. It says it's the frustration of the presidents from the beginning of the republic. How to... <clears throat> How to get anything done when Congress gets stuck? We just make it up ourselves. Right. I mean, that's how the Constitution told us to do. Increasingly, it means trying to work unilaterally. Did it seem like day one he was trying to work unilaterally? Not so much, When he's no. just like immediately like, right. Let's start I'm going to sign shit. this one. Let's go. And this one. Yep, it's like, get them on my table. Give me another pen. This one's dry. <laughs> right, yeah, I broke this one. Actually, increasingly, it's an understatement. Joe, but President Joe Biden is blowing all predecessors out of the water when it comes to executive actions, orders, proclamations, and memorandums. I didn't know those were all separate things. I didn't either. I thought they were all the same. CNN's Janie Boshma compared the executive actions of the last four presidents, and Biden has already issued an entire term's worth of executive action in a few weeks. And there's the graph that I showed says, here's Biden's entire slate of executive action. We don't, we don't care about the synopsis of that. And why not, it says. This is CNN. Why not? Why not do it? While conservatives will grouse that the president is undercutting his own call for unity by finding ways to act without Congress, it's also true that the Senate in particular moves slowly, if at all. So again, fuck the Senate. Fuck the Constitution. Right. Why not? Right. If nothing's going to get done, why shouldn't he be... What they if if Trump did the same thing, what would they have called him? 
right. A yeah. dictator, Absolutely. because that's what they yep. called him every step Authority- of the way. Yep, yep. Oh, here we go. It's the, the This is how Hitler started. There's no way CNN would have come out and been like, and why not? Why, yeah, right. why shouldn't he do this? Yeah. The looming impeachment trial has caused a delay in the confirmation of Biden's attorney general nominee. Mer- Whose fault is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> you guys <laughs> brought this impeachment up. Uh, Merrick Gardland, who you'll recall Senate Republicans blocked from serving on the Supreme Court during the Obama administration. Biden's overtures at bipartisanship. Where? In two weeks he was right. pushing for bipartisanship? Yeah. No. And the push for unity he made in his inaugural address. Yeah, have, that was the only time. Yeah, <laughs> have focused largely on the very, very few Republican senators who might play. Mitt, uh, Senator Mitt Romney of Utah, who has taken a YOLO approach to his Senate career. Did you really just say that? <laughs> I first didn't of know all, that was still a thing. I was going to say, first of all, you're really trying to be too cool by using these young kid statements. Second of all, that was a young kid statement, what, 10, 12 years ago? Right, yeah, exactly. Where it becomes a YOLO approach to a Senate career, where it beca- or where it comes to towing the party line, and Maine's Senator Susan Collins, who wins the Survivor Award for last moderate standing. This is horrible, it horrible is. J- journalism. Those two senators, along with every single Democrat, still won't get Biden a bowl of bean soup at the Senate cafeteria, much less a ni- $1.9 trillion relief bill. Republicans have offered a $600 billion alternative that does far less for states that can't come up with tax revenue during the pandemic and people in industries that are still shut down. Democrats are moving forward with their own version and sidestepping the filibuster by bending budget rules. Hmm. Hmm. How budget balancing regulations are utilized by both parties, Republicans use them to cut taxes without cutting spending, is a modern marvel of policymaking. No, it's just making shit up as you go. Right, it's exactly. not a marvel of policymaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's just we're just making up rules as we go. Yeah. So instead we have the executive order or executive actions, which are like legislation light. They carry some weight while a president is in office, but are relatively easy to undo. We talked about this. Yes. When the next president takes over, and a whole lot of what Biden has so done is to how undo is Trump. Anything that they just explained and criticized different from the executive orders? Uh, yeah, exactly. And how are they justifying this as good when, if it was coming from the other side, they would right. be screaming absolutely that this was a dictatorship? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I would love to go Congress. back and look at articles when Trump first went into office, signing. Yeah, and just oh, see yeah. how they're probably melting side down. By side. The emergency at the border to get around Congress and build a border wall has been undeclared. The decision to remove the U.S. from the massive global co- climate pact has been reversed. The ban on transgender Americans serving in the military has been lifted. What does this all mean for the future of our democracy? It means fuck democracy. That's exactly, what it means. Exactly. These elected officials that we elected to yeah. make the laws and come up with and play nice together and yeah. come up with laws. Who cares? Yeah. They're they're not going by the will of the people. They're going no. by the will of who's paying right. the bills. CNN reached out to Kenneth Loand, a professor at the University of Michigan, who has studied the rise of executive action to learn more about how the process of government in the country is changing. He said the number of executive actions is less important than what they actually do. Implementing these actions will take time. Assessing Biden's accomplishments and how his administration functionally utilizes his power is going to take much longer than 100 days. And again, we said this about Trump. You can assess your accomplishments all you want, but if it's an executive order that can get reversed 
right. day one of the next presidency, yeah. it's not really an accomplishment. Yeah. Right. So you can say try to assess Biden's accomplishments all you want, yeah. but then as soon as the next president comes in, it's all gone. Well, I mean, so far what I've seen they've accomplished is 70,000 oil workers out of work and um, a lot of lawsuits against Biden. Yeah. And um, uh, boys winning uh, girls track events in Connecticut. Right. Says, remember President Obama signed directives to close Guantanamo and combat gun violence. There is a graveyard of Trump administration and executive actions that, from what we can gather so far, seem to have gone nowhere. So in my view, making the figures themselves the lead is actually quite misleading. It gives the public the impression that the president has accomplished much more than they have. They're just pieces of paper until they are implemented. Whether they will be... Whether they will be is an open question, and one we won't have an answer to in the first 100 days. So, I mean, this goes on and have on. Have we reached this 100 on. days yet? It seems like we've gotten it's, there. It's been like a 1,000, I That's think. What I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's been at least the four-year term yet. Is it time for the next one yet? <laughs> and then, I mean, there there's things saying how... Like this article, I'm not going to read, but it says, why you shouldn't expect another stimulus check for weeks, if at all. The reason for that is because, again, the impeachment, oh, right. yeah. it's not the Republicans, it's because the impeachment's going to get in the yeah. way and take up the next... Well, but if the Republicans would just agree and impeach Trump, they wouldn't have to go through all this trouble. Obviously, yeah. So. Yeah, so it's obviously their fault. And then right. I, I saw another thing saying how um, Joe Biden is now saying... Well, maybe we can't get the $15 minimum wage in this COVID stimulus package. So yeah. a lot of the things that he's saying is, are up in the air now. Right. All the things he promised leading into this, we're going to get you the $2,000. We're going to get you $15 minimum wage. All of a sudden, he's now looking at it being like, oh, shit, might not be able to do that right. after yeah. all. And yeah. some of these things are probably the things that got him elected into office, some oh, of these I'm promises. Sure. Absolutely. So, again, he is, I mean, I'll give CNN credit for saying this part that's true is like his accomplishments aren't really that great. No right. matter how many executive orders he's, he's yeah. signing, he's not, not doing, doing what he set out to do. Right. He's not doing like fulfilling the promises on day one. I'm going to send out $2,000 stimulus checks. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where's that check, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> Where are these stimulus <laughs> checks? I mean, we still have people that haven't received their last doses stimulus. So yeah. who knows? Who knows where it's going to go? It'll probably just come out to, um, yeah, we're not doing stimulus checks or yeah. minimum wage, and let's scratch the climate change. Yeah. Let's <laughs> all the things I promised. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do that. The, but you know what we will do is we'll give it, we'll do a temporary moratorium on uh, the payroll tax for yeah. five years. So you won't have to pay taxes for five years, but then you have to kind of you know you have to back pay, pay us later, right, right, yeah. all in one lump sum. Exactly. <laughs> so. All that like ten thousand dollars you didn't pay yeah, for right. the last five years. Yeah, yeah we we're, want that we're gonna now. need that. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna need that right now. Um, conveniently, probably at the mark where they want to switch everything over to green energy <laughs> right. in twenty thirty. So, continuing with Biden's executive orders and moving overseas because we haven't really dove overseas much There's in been a while. So much going on over here. I know. So I mean, there is plenty going on overseas, but. And I don't know if this was an executive order. I it wasn't because it was um his, his secretary um I don't know, one of those secretaries. <laughs> secretary of State um decided to remove the terrorist designation from Yemen's Houthi militia. Yeah. That's that's a big one actually. Yeah. So 
Let's yeah. dive into that one because that could that could be interesting because there I mean there's been a lot a lot of like war stuff going on just since he took office. Like yeah. uh, we saw the first um ISIS attack the day after he was right. inaugurated, which yeah. I thought ISIS was was eradicated by That's Trump, but apparently they were just taking a break. They were just waiting for him to leave. They just weren't getting the tax dollars that we were sending them anymore. So yeah. when Biden took over, they started getting it back, more than likely. <laughs> so this says, the Biden administration said on Friday that it is removing the terrorist designation from Iranian-backed Houthi militia in Yemen, reversing a move made in the final days of the Trump administration and the latest sign of a different approach to the war-torn Middle East. It's making it seem like, oh, Biden was wanting to bring, like, make these changes to bring more peace to the war right. toward Middle East. What was Trump yeah. doing the entire time? Right, I know. How besides many, Iran, besides, right. it was, how, how many, many treaties did we see that these guys made with Israel? Right. Yeah. All over the Middle East. He was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, which... Multiple. Yeah. Multiple. Which people were like, you know, maybe we don't need this prize anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this prize is stupid. <laughs> says, after a comprehensive review, we can confirm that Secretary of State Antony Blinken intends to revoke the foreign terrorist organization and specially designated global terrorist designations of Ansarallah, a State Department spokesperson said. We will formally notify Congress of the Secretary's intent to invoke these designations and we'll share more details in the coming days. It's interesting is the reason why we're removing these terrorist designations is because we need to place more focus on the domestic terrorists here. We right. we got our own terrorists to deal yeah. with here, so no, we need to start chasing exactly. after them. You know, and the, the bitch of it is that, you know, if something does happen, you know, I'm sure the blame will be put on domestic terrorists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Says the U.S. has given support to the Saudis in the conflict, and former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo imposed sanctions on the Houthis and designated them a foreign terrorist organization, or an FTO, another acronym we need. The move was part of the administration's efforts to isolate Iran and also support the Saudis in the region. They're making it seem like it's a bad thing that Trump was isolating Iran. Right. Yeah. Like the, it was this horrible thing. Yeah. The Trump administration, so this is Mike Pompeo said last month, the Trump administration simply recognized reality. The Houthi forces are terrorists, underwritten by the theocracy, kleptocracy that runs the Islamic Republic of Iran. That regime is funding a missile program, funding capabilities inside of Yemen that put Europe at risk, put the Middle East at risk. So it sounds like Mike Pompeo had good reason to isolate Iran if they're yeah. threatening the rest of the region around them because of right. their um, their uh, theocracy, because they're the more um, hardline, right. uh, conservative. Yeah. I, I don't even know the different the names. There's the Sunnis and the Shiites. Right, Shiite, yeah. I, I, I don't know which is I which. I used but to know, but... It... They're the more re religiously fundamental ones that right. believe in, like, um, um, what's it called? Uh, like, the religious wars and stuff. Yeah, they were, they were the one where their their president believed in the, the 12th Mahdi yeah. was going to, um, you know, come and, and, you know, kick off Armageddon, basically. Right. And, and, you know, Muhammad and Jesus were going to come down and support the... the Islamic armies against the infidels. Okay. So, again, maybe good reason to isolate them if they are more extremist yeah. in their views. Which they are. I mean, if you're if you're gay in Iran, you're dead. Yeah. You know. Which is funny. <laughs> Which is funny right. when when a certain side of the fence leans yeah. towards a certain country 
but then they also support like equal rights and stuff right. when those countries very much don't support yeah. equal rights. Houthis seized territory, including the capital of Sana'a, Sana, in 2014, in response of a Saudi-led coalition launched a military intervention in 2015. The conflict has led to the death of 112,000 people and has obliterated the country's infrastructure. United Nations estimates, estimates says 13.5 million Yemenis face food insecurity. A recent UN report said there was a growing body of evidence showing that the Iranian regime is sending weapons and weapons components to the Houthis, including anti-tank guided missiles, sniper rifles, and RPG launchers, all with markings consistent with those made. But what I see here is a proxy war between Saudi Arabia and Iran that we're going to get into. Yeah, I'm sure. they're pull- yeah because we want Saudis, Saudi Arabia's oil. Yeah, and so now we're going to bite the or we're going to take the the bone. And we're going to run with it and get involved in this oh, conflict yeah. because Saudi Arabia wants us to. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um, the UN is saying how um, the Houthis are being armed by the Iranian regime with mm-hmm. all all this these weapons and stuff. But then Biden's coming out and saying, well, maybe they're not as bad as we said they were. <laughs> says the report also accused all parties involved of continuous and widespread human rights and international law violations with impunity and escalations of fighting and its impact on civilians, including displacement. However, the designation by the Trump administration had been opposed by the U.N. So the U.N. said, oh, yeah, they're violating human rights, but we're not going to call them terrorists. Right. Yeah. Why would we call them terrorists? It's funny how loose they use the word terrorism here, right. but then over there, when human rights are being violated, yeah, right. we can't use the word terrorism. Yeah. says, um, designation opposed by the UN experts as well as international aid group who, feel, or who feared it would hamper peace talks and complicate the delivery of humanitarian relief. So, so we're pushing them back against this terrorism, uh, claim because we fear it'll hamper peace talks. Yeah. Yet over here, where we're wanting unity, right. we're pushing this <laughs> terrorism designation. Must be held accountable. You know. How does that not hamper peace yeah, right. talks <laughs> and unity here? But right. we're worried about that over there. Yeah, it makes no sense. The State Department on Friday said the decision has nothing to do with our view of the Houthis and their re- reprehensible conduct, including attacks against civilians and kidnapping of American citizens. Wow. Again, again, their definitions of terrorism yeah. don't line up. No. It's, we're not saying they're good. We're not saying they're not attacking civilians and kidnapping American citizens. We're just saying, yeah, it says it's... we are committed to helping. Here we go. This is what you're talking about. We are committed to helping Saudi Arabia defend its terror territory mm. against further such attacks. Our action is due entirely to the humanitarian consequences of the last-minute designation from the prior administration. Shit, it just, like, jumped on me. I hate when that happens. Which the United Nations humanitarian organizations have since made clear would accelerate the world's worst humanitarian crisis. Examples of the Houthi terrorism include firing missiles indiscriminately at civilians in a G20 capital population center and kidnapping U.S. citizens. If State Department review is truly comprehensive and honest, then it will not delist, delist Houthis as foreign terrorist organization. Again, the, just the the standards, how yeah. we have the, probably the same people over here that were saying that um, we have to—like, de- these are—the people here 
these uh, white supremacist groups are comparable to the insurgencies over in the Middle East that we saw in like Iraq and Afghanistan yeah. and stuff. Yet, guys, we we got to be we got to hold back on calling these people terrorists because <laughs> this might make them mad. Right. Yeah. It might make them more. Um, might make them terrorize people even more if we call them yeah. by what they are. <laughs> but but then over here, they're quick to be like, oh, shit, they're terrorists. We got to call them by what right. they are. Terror- we got to form a anti-terrorist coalition. We got to pass a anti-terrorist domestic terrorism uh, bill in the House and um, yeah. start tr- tracking our own people because they're anti or because they're domestic terrorists. Yeah. But let's not designate them that over there. Yeah. Well, my, my understanding is, is if they're designated as a, a terrorist um, affiliated group, then they they're not able to receive certain like funds. Um, businesses can't interact with them. Uh-huh. Um, that kind of stuff. So, the the all great saintly um, Clinton Foundation cannot come in and, and rescue them because they're designated as a terrorist organization. Oh. So, got it. Well, not to call them terrorists or anything, or to compare Iranians with terrorists, or to scare us against the Iranians, <laughs> but. Earlier this week, <laughs> earlier this week, our own border patrol arrested eleven Iranians. Iranians entering the U.S. from Mexico. Huh. The thing that um, Trump said was going to happen because right. Trump came in at the height of ISIS. Yes. The, the height of it. Yes. When we. That's why there was the big push against like or the push to like secure our own borders is because he saw. Not only ISIS, but what was that gang that was... Um, oh, MS-13. Yeah, from pouring into the United yeah. States. But now that we're pushing <laughs> to lax up on the border, 11 Iranians were caught entering the U.S. from Mexico. I wonder if they um, had plutonium stolen from them recently <laughs> by Doc Brown. <laughs> uh, yeah, good question. Says um, U.S. Border Patrol agents... we got to wrap this up quick. We're pushing our time. Um arrested the 11 Iranians in Arizona after they were found illegally entering the U.S. Um, it says, U.S. Customs and Border Protection said there were six men and five women in the group. They're arrested and are being processed at Yuma Station in Arizona. Sounds like a folk band. It does. Iran is a special interest country, according to the statement, which means it is a country known by the U.S. to have terrorists and terrorist <laughs> organizations. You can't Not say anymore. that. Not Stop. anymore. This must have came before Biden said that. Maybe that's why Biden, he's like, oh, shit, terrorists are actually coming through the border that I want to loosen up on. Maybe that's why he's saying, let's let's lax up on the calling yeah. people from Iran yeah, right. terrorists. That, that way we can say that they weren't terrorists that came through the yeah. border. We, we can't say, a terrorist came in, a rapist, a murderer. No, we can't say terrorist anymore because they're no longer designated terrorists. So maybe maybe there is some alternate um, reasoning for for him to pull up on that besides what's actually going on over there. So that way, um, the people that are pro strong borders can't be like, well, look, terrorists are coming in across yeah, our own right, borders. Right. Well, no, they're not because they're not terrorists anymore. They're no longer a special interest country exactly. or a terrorist organization. <laughs> so I found that really interesting. It says yeah. border patrol agents arrested the most Iranians illegally crossing the border in the past two years apprehended more than half of the Iranian people who crossed in 2020, arresting 8 out of 14 documented that year. In fiscal 21, Yuma has already arrested 14 Iranians <laughs> illegal cro- illegally crossing the border. So there's there's more. Quite a few that are yeah. pouring in. 
that we could designate as terrorists based yeah. on Trump's mm-hmm. designation, des- designation or, or later in his freaking presidency. But now we can't even say that terrorists are coming across the border. It says, Iran, Iran is designated special interest and the agents of Yuma sector work diligently to protect our border for the safety of our nation. Border security is national security. So I, I see some devil's yeah reasoning here Massively. for why they would why yeah. would they would pull that designation because that way the borders won't seem as dangerous as they are right and we won't see the need to continue on the wall or yeah. um, border patrol agents and all that stuff yeah. that he's trying to pull back on so it's ridiculous yep yep it is so that leaves us i guess with uh finally and we we mentioned it a couple times mm-hmm. trump being impeached again right right yeah, it, which it's, we knew it was coming. Yeah, we do, and it, it, it's all a distraction. I think it it, they're just trying to, you know, Trump is the 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 cow that keeps on milking. He does. <laughs> they, yeah. they're, they're, they they got to get going to use this for the next. Four absolutely, years. everything that happens for the next four years, it's going to be Trump. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, if Trump didn't do this, or if Trump didn't do that, or you know, he's just going to be there, and and he's going to fall into the trap and he's going to put himself out there oh, yeah, because, because he, he can't keep his damn no, mouth shut. No, he needs to be in the spotlight as much as AOC. Well, they um they requested to put him on the stand for his impeachment, which he flat out turned down. Good. He's like fuck that. <laughs> so they're actually calling to um oh what's it called? Subpoena him oh, okay. to take the stand. Yeah. So we'll see if that happens. I don't have an article here, but you were saying that something about their lawyers were wanting to what was it? They're they're wanting to play the tapes. Oh right, yeah. They want they want all the tapes from the Democrats every time they said something inciting violence through the protests for the last year. Yeah, look at Maxine Waters. She was oh, calling. Yeah. She was bla- like actually blatantly calling for disruption. Not not yeah. calling for violence, but calling for yeah. disruption. She was of- saying harass Trump supporters mm-hmm. and and Harris. You know, she was she was contributing to bail protesters right. out of jail. You know. Yeah, but then we have Trump who. Supposedly, all he was—I mean, he was just saying his typical right. banter of the election was stolen, yep. all this stuff—and somehow, well, obviously, that yeah. rhetoric incited you, the violence. Even though there's evidence that there was plans for the violence weeks before mm-hmm. anything, so yeah. it's like that's hey. why they shut down like parlor and stuff because yeah. they warned them for months about these plans on their platform yeah. of, of violence against the Capitol. Yeah. It's just like well, it's, it's like picking narrative, this man. Ain't making sense, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but. Like I said, his his statements obviously backhandedly provoked violence, right. even though he never came out and said, um, you know, like stir things up, no. disrupt, nothing right. like that. Yeah, yeah. Look, burn the motherfucker down. <laughs> but then you have Democrats that came out and actually Literally were saying said, things like yeah, that. Right. And so for his lawyers, that's a smart move on it their is. part to be yeah. like. Well, you he needs to be impeached for what he said. Look at what these people yeah. are saying. Because if he's impeached and this gets brought up, every one of them motherfuckers should be oh, impeached absolutely. from absolutely. their position. Uh, do you impeach Congress people or you just No, but you um, but, um uh, you a vote of no confidence <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like like in Kick the Star Wars the movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So or at least strip them of their duties like right. they did um, Greenfield and yeah. what they're trying to do with uh, Omar. Yeah. So so yeah, if you want to make this claim that words are violence, yeah, then you have to look at it on both sides. And for his lawyers, whether he's guilty or not, they should come out and be like, "Look what all the rest of them are saying." Right? Yeah, for the last year. Yeah, you can't have a double standard here. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. This is going to get interesting. And again, it like is. we said, this impeachment trial is um, what's pushing back your stimulus checks. So if we could just get those ugly Republicans, those violent Republicans on board with impeachment. Go along with it, then, then we can move then forward. Then we can get... I like and how and they, be united. We can be united finally. I like how they use the, the stimulus check dangling in front of oh, our yeah. face to right. really make us... Yeah, call it. It's like a call to action. It's like yeah. here, you but, want your check? Yeah. You want your check? Come here. But anybody with any sense is like, you know, I, I don't want the fucking check. Yeah, yeah. keep your money. Just just, just run do the fucking job. company. Yeah, your country. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like just do your job. Yeah, let us do our thing. Yeah, and then we won't need your damn yeah. check. It's our money anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. That's about it. I it think. Is. Just real quick, it's Super Bowl weekend. Oh yeah. Any predictions? I don't even know who's playing. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Tom, I know Tom Brady is. Yes, That's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers yes. versus Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Okay. So, um I'm hoping Brady loses. I, I am too. I, I see him winning just because that's how this year has been already. It, that would pain me greatly. I mean, that just for him be to have seven on. Super Bowl victories. Yeah, not even the same team. After we said, well, if it wasn't for his team, he'd right. be nothing. Yeah. For him to turn around and do the same yeah. thing. But 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 being a Tom Brady hater like I am, yeah, never Brady, never, never Brady. Brady-er. I'm a never Bradyer. He's got hell of a lot of weapons on his team. Yeah. Like they stack that team yeah. big time. So, you know, if he wins, it's not all him. No. Who is the who is the hothead that he brought back? That oh, Antonio got, Brown, yeah, former that got Steeler. Fired from the Steelers, yeah. fired from the Patriots, yeah. fired from everywhere. Yeah. But but Brady was like, No, he's great. We gotta have him back. Yeah. So and, and, you know, it's has weird. he been keeping his mouth shut at least? I think he has been, but they he's probably, also it's probably part of his contract. Yeah, well, yeah, that and the fact that he's in trouble because they said that he um I think he had up for domestic abuse. So he oh, can't great. really say anything. But it's weird because usually I'm so excited for the Super Bowl and this year I'm just like <sighs> Yeah, basically. Just as long as Tom Brady doesn't win, yeah, right. we'll be okay. <laughs> right. If Tom Brady wins, that just puts Yeah. I mean is is there anything worse that's happened in 2021 so far <laughs> besides Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl again? No, no, there really is not. <laughs> oh man, that would just put the icing on the cake it just would. for the rest of the year. It you would. know, yeah. January, screw January 6th. Let's not let Tom Tom Brady win. The Super this Bowl. would be equivalent of September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Well, on that note, we're gonna let you get out of here. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. If you're listening to this before the Super Bowl. Go hang out with people in, yeah. in 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 enclosed indoors places because I'm endorsing that. Yes. Even though the CDC actually came out yeah, this week says, and don't warned, turn on your TVs. Uh, well, they warned. Yeah, they warned against um, even like indoor meeting and like super having Super Bowl parties and stuff. Yeah. It's just like it's not going to happen. Have yeah. you seen like football fans? It's yeah, not going right. to happen. I, I've always attested Super Bowl is as much about it as, as celebrating America as Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I'll, t- I'll take it. So, so go do whatever it is you do for the Super Bowl. Hopefully Tom Brady doesn't win. Yes. Hopefully next week goes better than this week and things actually ac- like happen in yes. government and Biden yeah. stops like wielding his pen around in circles and actually yeah. gets some shit done. Um, otherwise, um, we'll just have plenty to talk about next week. Absolutely. We will be back on Wednesday for your main episode. Um, make sure you check out last this past week's episode where we had the pleasure of interviewing Gavin Wax of the Young Republicans Club. Yes, and the Reoccupy movement. Yep, it was a really good conversation. Make sure you yeah. check that out. He's talking about the whole GameStop fiasco and all the corruption with Wall Street and the government regulations that are probably going to follow that. So check yeah. that episode out. 
Otherwise, check us out all over our um, social media channels. Share and like and all that fun stuff because that's how our name gets spread around and we can do bigger and better things for you guys. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you back here on Wednesday. Peace. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout-out to our sponsors, Goulash Media. On the run with Remzo W. Martinez podcast and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking. <laughs>